Welcome to the CRA Resource Show. CRA Resources is a unique recruitment agency with the single focus of providing CRA staffing for clinical studies across North America. My name is Becky Clark and I'm Operations Manager at CRA Resources. Today we're sitting down with Angela Roberts, Head of Recruiting, and special guest Jasmine Adams. Jasmine is a professional coach within the clinical research industry who's not only helped many break into clinical research, but also also assisted many clinical research professionals to adjust their mindset in order to progress their careers in this field. So before we get started, make sure to visit CREresources.com slash blog to catch up on our latest blog posts. You can also sign up there to get this content delivered straight to your inbox. So I'll turn it over to Angela and she can give us more details on our topic today. Well, first of all, I just got to say, and I mean to say this every single time, but Becky, I need to bottle your energy. <laughs> You're <laughs> too it. sweet. I love it. So we're going to talk about LinkedIn today. It's it's a it's a topic very near and dear to my heart, and I know it's a topic very near and dear to Jasmine's because we see so many people mm-hmm. fall flat of their face with their LinkedIn profile, not only the branding on their profile, but how they use And I think Jasmine calls it the platform because that is the point, isn't it? So let's talk about that. Miss Jasmine, so super excited to have you on our show today. What would be your top couple of pet peeves whenever it comes to people and how they use or don't use LinkedIn properly? Um, So top two pet peeves. So from a profile perspective, I would say not having a picture Mm. and having the default banner. Um, For me, they're one and the same. And then when it comes to leveraging the platform, I would say um, your messages, your direct messages. So what you're saying in your messages, the most importantly, the the action that you're requesting from the other person in your messages. Mm -hmm. Yeah, let's talk about I'll call it the easy one first, because. um, And we probably could do we could talk about this for hours, but the picture you know, it it does bother me when people don't have a picture or a banner and it drives me crazy. Why do you think that's such a problem for people? Well, especially if they're DMing you, right? It's not like you found their profile, you're contacting Mm -hmm. them and they're reaching out to you. And, you know, it's only natural if you're going to communicate with somebody, you want to know, you know, kind of know who this person is. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, especially in 2023, where everything is kind of virtual and everybody's online and LinkedIn is the platform for, you know, all recruiters, all industries, pretty much at this point. It's like, why don't you have a picture? <laughs> so it's just <laughs> like somebody coming to your door and knocking on your door and they have on a mask. You don't want to talk to somebody. <laughs> That's a great example. Right? You want to know who this person is because you're you didn't invite them, so they're they're we're all strangers, right? Until we get to know each other, so nobody wants to talk to a stranger in a mask. That's how I kind of see it. I love that, and you know, and then you couple that with a first name, last initial. When, when during one of the oh, lives, gosh. oh my gosh, during one of your and my lives, there was a gal that reached out and she had been on one of the lives. I, I recognized the name and it, the first name, last initial. And she, you know, like you said, she DM'd me. And so, and she said, I'm having such a hard time being able to find a job. And I says, because you have no picture, you have no banner and you're not using your full name. <laughs> <And> <laughs> 
So rather than her fix the name, the picture, and the banner, she kept asking me to help her, and I eventually blocked her because I was like, dude, help yourself. It's so ridiculous. If you're looking to be found on LinkedIn, then make yourself findable, make yourself human, make yourself look like you're a real person. Exactly. I think that because especially for the generation that like grew up with technology, like for if not their whole lives, most of their lives, like my daughter, if it's not touchscreen, she think it's broken. But, <laughs> <laughs> but for those people, it's like you forget that you have to like meet in online virtually. It's still we're still strangers. It's still the same rules. It's still the same, you know, expectations as if it was in person. So yeah. I think people forget that. Yeah, and they completely great. lose that element of it. And it's like, how else are we going to be able to, you know, feel at least somewhat comfortable that this you are who you say you are, especially when it comes to the recruiter candidate relationship? Yes. And to piggyback off of that, I know we shout this from the rooftops all the time, but it bears repeating on this one point about fraudulence in our industry. And for us, you know, we say this all the time, recruiters scare easily. You know, don't make us wonder if we don't see a picture there. That's another, um, I would say, maybe orange flag, maybe not necessarily red flag, but it's an orange flag. It makes us pause and wonder, is this a legitimate person, you know, and humanize yourself by having a photo and then brand yourself by having a banner, do all of that stuff to make you um, seem more um, like somebody we really want to work with, but also just, just legitimize yourself by having a photo. I mean, that, that really helps go a long way in that uh, perspective. Mm I agree. I agree. I agree too. I tell everybody that I work with all the time, whether they, you know, they're just a follower or we've actually worked together the same thing. Like you have to keep these things in mind nowadays a lot because of the fraudulence that's going on. Mm -hmm. Um, Is it fair? I don't know. Maybe it is, maybe it isn't, but that's not the point. And I don't even think it's, it's really honestly relevant because it doesn't take a lot to just put a photo up to get a banner um LinkedIn also offers some additional banner options I don't recommend them because it's still it's not the same as like the default nothing banner but it's still like accessible to everybody on LinkedIn and I'll see like the same banners in rotation um but there's apps like Canva C-A-N-V-A Canva is perfect is what we use Mm-hmm. Yep, and you can go in the search field and literally type LinkedIn banner templates and you will see hundreds of template options. You can customize them, make them your own. So there's really with today's technology, it might take a little bit of effort, um, but with today's technology, there's no reason why you shouldn't have a custom or can't have a customized banner. Um, and for the people that are like, I I get you, Jasmine, but I I just don't know how to use any of those things or it would take me longer to figure it out. You can go on Fiverr and you can hire someone for fairly reasonable rates. Um, I'm talking like 10, 15, 20 dollars. Yeah. And you can get a really, really great banner. Um, so you have options. And when I see that there is no banner, it does, like Becky said, it raises orange flags but a lot of times it is a red flag because it's like you know you're boldly reaching out which we'll get to the messages in a minute (laughs) but then 
like you're you're the stranger with the mask on. Like I don't get I it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and be cognizant too for all of y'all that are listening. Be <laughs> cognizant of what that banner says about you. You know, the LinkedIn banners are politically motivated. And so that's okay if you agree with the political message. But Jasmine, to your point, you doing a job search is about you. Make the banner about you, but then be cognizant of where your your picture is. I see banners all the time to where they've written some quote from somebody and half of it's covered up by their face because of the the picture that gets shown up. So just be careful. The other thing, too, is when you add a picture, make it relevant. We had we had a guy that that um, reached out that was. Naked from I mean, he's I don't know. He's on the beach or something and he's like on his professional profile and he's got the hairy chest and the I'm like. It, I don't want that showing up at my door either, Jasmine. I don't know about you. <laughs> you know, so this is a professional networking platform. Golly, we could talk about this for hours. That's a good point, though. No, because I always like to think of LinkedIn as like um, two things, two analogies. One, the billboard on the side of the road. <clears throat> and you want people to, to to look at your billboard, right? But then you actually want them to take whatever action the billboard is requesting, whether that call the number, send the email, go to the website, whatever it is, right? Mm-hmm. Same thing with your LinkedIn platform. You trying to get a job, build a network. You're marketing yourself. If he was, <clears throat> I don't know, a personal trainer, then that's perfect, <laughs> right? If if he fit the, the description. Mm-hmm. But if you're trying to be a... <laughs> Well, I don't, I don't want to get lost in those details. <laughs> Let's just say this. But, you know, as a CRA role, we don't need to see your chest to, no. to you know, land the job. We prefer to not see your chest. <laughs> <laughs> right? So keeping those things in mind, this is not, this is not, it's not Instagram, it's not Facebook. Yes, right. it's a social mm-hmm. media platform, but it's used in, in different ways. Um, and I would even be cognizant of what I put out on those platforms as well, because you want your brand to be, um, in line across all platforms, whether you're in online, whether you're in person, everything should be an extension of that same brand. So you got to always keep those things in mind. Um, like Angela said, if you have a quote, is it, if it's truly relevant for you, but it just so happens to be attached to like some political, um, agenda, whatever, then that, so be it. Um, but I will also question that to say, just because it's something that resonates with you on a personal level, um, is it truly a part or do you want it to be rather a part of the brand that you're marketing mm-hmm. professionally? Um, so keep those things in mind too. Yeah. Which means, and again, that maybe we do another podcast on this, but this means that you really personally need to dive deep into what you want to represent as your personal brand, you know, and and people don't always understand what that means, but it's so important, you know, and um, which comes to the messaging. I mean, if if you're trying to establish a brand or a personality, you know, a professional personality, if you will, of yourself, the messaging, oh my gosh, these people don't think about their messages, do they? They don't. Um, and it's unfortunate. And it's it's kind of like expected because it's not something that we're taught. Right. Whether you're in primary school or, you know, you're going to college, graduate, what, whatever institution that you're a part of. It's not something that's typically taught. 
branding and marketing yourself Mm -hmm. and um, creating a brand, a professional brand for yourself. Um, So a lot of people, they just don't know. Mm -hmm. Um, They completely just missed out and been kept out of the loop on the fact that things have changed in the the job search world, right? You, You can't just go in any longer and get a job. You can't just submit an application and hear, you know, you're going to hear back. <laughs> yeah, there are gatekeepers. There's many rounds of branding yourself and talking to people. And yeah, this is just one of many of the steps. One now. of many, right? Mm-hmm. And not to scare people away, because there's definitely a way to navigate this new system with ease. And that's branding and marketing yourself, essentially. It's also Mm -hmm. aligning with a coach like yourself or a recruitment company like and I know there's a lot of sleazy recruiting companies out there, but a good recruiting company that can help usher you through the process. I agree. Mm -hmm. And then when you get the advice from an expert, take it. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Take it. And, and, And you're laughing, but I have so many people that I work with going back to, you know, the mindset thing that I shared with y'all earlier. Um, we spend half of the time arguing with, uh, going back and forth about, you know, why they don't agree or why they, you know, this isn't for them because they're an introvert or because they're shy or because their experience is different than this person or that, like, there's always these excuses for why they don't want to take your advice. And it's like, so why are we here? Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Self-defeating habit patterns though, isn't it? You know, I mean, it's um, that's I mean, blockers. We talked about that during one of our live sessions, but that's what that is. You, you, you're you paying an expert to give you an advice and then you're going to argue with them about the advice. So mm-hmm. and hopefully all the people who have gotten this far in this podcast really care <laughs> are, trying, <laughs> are trying to listen and trying to take these tips. So this, this is super helpful. Um, really so let's is. talk also about um, we were. You mentioned before, Jasmine, about connections and how to send them and what not to say and that sort of thing. When you do reach out, um, you know, what do we want that to look like? Yes. Yeah, so keeping in mind um, and not to backtrack, but going back to the pictures, the banner and how you want everything, your brand, your marketing, everything to, you know, really express the same messaging. What you say in your direct messages the same applies. Mm. So if you are trying to, you know, actively land a CRA job, for example, um, and you're reaching out to a recruiter, um, or I would assume, well, let me, t- let me not assume because that has never, it <laughs> <laughs> doesn't work, does it? <laughs> I'm like, yes, I've learned that there's no such thing as common sense, but, um, <laughs> But when you're before you're reaching out, you know, you you always want to know who you're talking to. So if you if you're not familiar with the person, you want to take a quick look at their profile, get to know them. Right. Going back to what we said earlier, it is virtual, but the same in-person rules still apply. Um, You're a stranger. So what maybe you went to the same school, maybe you live in the same city, maybe, you know, the same person or you used to work at the same company, whatever the case is there, find a connection, see if there's a connection, um, bring that up in the conversation, if you will. Um, and of course, you know, I don't like to be deceptive, so I don't want to reach out and, you know, really want to know about this wreck, but, you know, try to beat around the bush and pretend, 
you know, I, 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 I'm not that indirect person either. So I, I don't want, you know, I'm not going to be the person to give you advice to, to beat around the bush and then, you know, hold off for a year. Well, you know how some people give you that advice of like, you have to, and I'm not saying to use people either, because I do believe that, um, building a network is, you know, um, both sides exchanging information and helping each other. Um, but with this specific example, um, where you are, because you only source people that have experience, right? We are, yeah, we, we recruit those individuals. We are working a CRA2 position. That's actually quite rare for us. Most of the positions we recruit are senior. So we're looking for people sometimes as little as three years, but most of the time at least five years in the, in the industry as an industry CRA. So that means they've got a lot more experience because they've usually been a coordinator or, you know, something else before. So. So then, yeah. And then that, I feel like, correct me if I'm wrong, that makes your um, pool of people, some of them probably have more of an attitude because I find with the seniors, they feel like they should just be able to say, hey, Angela, here's my CV. You got, <laughs> you got anything for me? Because mm. people feel like, you know, my CV speaks for itself or my profile speaks for itself. And I've been in the industry for X amount of years. So, you know, I don't have to make that extra effort, right? Ego. Ego, mm. right? It is um, ego. Yeah. And I talk about that a lot in some of my articles and stuff is where whenever people come from ego, we don't work with them. And I've had friends, I'll just say, I have some CRA friends who are in that pool of people. They've been monitoring for 10, 15, 20 years, and they feel like they don't have to make that extra effort, right? Yeah. So they should be able to just send the CV. But no, guys, it's the same thing. It doesn't matter how many years of experience you have or you say you have, because going back to what we said earlier, there's a lot of fraud going on. So keep that piece in mind. Um, don't take it personal just because we people want to know that you're real. Um, but can but we talk also, about that for a minute real quick before you move on? Because I want the folks that are listening that are seniors to kind of understand where we're coming from here. When someone's coming from ego, we only get a small glimpse of the individual. And what we're trying to do is we're trying to figure out which client you're going to work with and, and what type of dynamics you're going to fit in. And so when you approach us from a place of ego and you feel that you're entitled to win the interview or to be represented or whatever, the first thing I think of, Jasmine, is how are they going to treat that site? How are they going to treat that research naive site that is desperate for them to call them back and they don't know the answers? And if if the CRA is working from ego with us, that's my only view of that person's personality. Yeah. And so is that going to be the way that they behave with the site? What if the manager corrects them? Is there going to be ego there? What if there's an issue with whatever? You know, so, you know, you've got to think about first impressions. I mean, that's the age old adage, right, is first impressions yeah. are everything. Are you going to go into a an actual live networking event and approach me and look me in the face and say, you are lucky to see me today. I'm going to give you my resume and you're going to represent me to every client you have. No, you're not going to do that. You're going to take a minute to get to know me. You're going to try to let me understand your personality. We're going to talk a little bit about what your goals are. I mean, we're going to like get to know each other. That's the point, isn't it? 
And if it's right. coming from ego, it's going to be a big turnoff. I'm going to run away. Forrest Gump, run away, run away. <laughs> yeah, and sometimes you don't even get the opportunity to have that discussion until you already say those things and communicate those things via your LinkedIn profile or something like where you're branding yourself. Um, that's, I think, one of the biggest changes Jasmine was talking about before about how, you know, the job search has changed in that you don't necessarily automatically get in the room to discuss, yep. you know, your qualifications. You've got to be able to display that from the get go without even having a conversation. And one of the ways to do it is button up your LinkedIn profile. Absolutely. I always say that the interview process starts from the time that you decide that you want a job. Yep. So everything that you do is being considered, including these messages, right? Um, and it's unfortunate because, like I said, I have friends, senior CRAs who, who feel this way. Um, but I would encourage those people that are listening now who are those senior CRAs, they're like, whatever, like I've been monitored for 20 years to just think about it's not about you. It's not it's not don't take it as um, a personal attack or threat of or questioning even of your credentials and your capabilities, because that's the feedback that I get from my friends. It, it's more so them feeling like their value or the asset that they bring as a CRA is being questioned. And that's not the case. But that goes right. back to the mindset thing that I was telling y'all earlier and that a lot of people are struggling so much mentally, internally with their own thoughts about themselves that that is really holding them back from making mm -hmm. connections on LinkedIn via direct message, from sending out messages that will actually, in person, they might be perfectly fine, right? But um, online, especially if you're not like my daughter's generation where they, they just grew up, like that is their form of the communication. Um, a lot of people, they, they don't articulate themselves well via, you know, direct message, they, they might even be speaking text language, which I strongly suggest against that. Like I said, everything is an extension of you and, and this job search process and your brand, how you're marketing, everything is. So Agreed. act like you're face to face with this person when you're sending this message, act like you're meeting in person. What would you say in person? You wouldn't just say help. You wouldn't just say, hey, right? You just, I, I've, I've talked about this before. I've gotten the help messages where all it says is help. I don't know this person. I've never communicated or talked to them, and they literally only say help. The messages where they just say, hey, and that's it. If you met somebody in person, you wouldn't just say, hey, and then stare at them. <laughs> right? You might, but it's not going to get you to well, you're game. Not, you're not, That's creepy. <laughs> no, I agree. And I think it's worth stating, too, that a good recruiter wants to help you. But yes. you got to meet us somewhere in the middle, because when we are asking questions about your qualifications, yeah, we're confirming your competency. We don't know you from boo. Recruiters scare easily. There's a lot of fraudulence in the industry. So there it is. It's not meant to challenge either. And a lot of the questions that we ask is also to find out what type of culture you would work best in, because everyone's not going to fit a, an IQV exactly. versus a small sponsor versus I got to get to know you to know where to recommend that we place you so exactly. that you will stay and be fulfilled. And I don't care if you've been in the industry for 25 years or three years, it's important to have that personal connection so that I know enough about you to be able to make recommendations. But you, that means you've got to give me something, right? 
Exactly. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And um, to that point, if for your company, for example, go to the website first, right? See which jobs you qualify for, which jobs are applicable to you and your skill set. And then reach out, say, hey, I applied to get the rec number. I applied to rec number such and such. And say a little bit about why you're reaching out. You know, I've been following yeah. you for a while or I listen to the podcast or I read the exactly. blog or whatever, whatever it is. And, you know, I'm really excited to, you know, get the opportunity to, to chat with you or work with you or go from there. Um, but don't be the person that says, here's my CV. Can you look at it? If I get another one of those. <laughs> it's like, it's like, you know. It, yeah. It's yeah. just mind blowing the messages that you get, right? And it's like, but and 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 to be fair, a lot of people just don't know. Yeah. There is yeah. a factor of ignorance, but with today's information availability, I can only, you know, empathize with that to a point because if you don't know, okay, well, find resources to become knowledgeable, right? Sure. And a lot of people do need help with their resumes. That's something that we help with. I know when we work with people, we do help them with their resumes and, and, you know, formatting and all of that kind of stuff. If and we're suggestions. Them, if, if they've we, gotten to that point. <laughs> yes, very good <laughs> clarification, Angela, for sure. Once you get through the door, you know, we help with that too. And we understand like people need a lot of help um, with that kind of stuff, but make it clear what you need, but also why you're doing it and, you know, help us help you and be clear in your messaging and, you know, just saying, hey, here's my CV. You know, it's like we need you to ask questions. Questions. We need do we need to know where your head's at, you know, other than just getting, you know, complimentary help. I mean, we need to know more about you. You need to be we need to know that you're invested in yourself and That's you have it. goals and ideas of where you're headed and what you want and how you think we can help you more than just a hey. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Make it. I always like to say to put um, the work back on you. Don't just like take the lazy half-ass approach and like put it on the other, you know, put it on You're the right other there. person where it's like you read this or do you have anything for me? Or like, what can you do for me? Basically, right? That's the approach versus mm -hmm. how can we work together? How can we help each other? How can I be a value and asset to you? Like everybody needs want help support right, yes. yeah. um like you don't get paid unless you find these you know fill these roles you're not just hoarding roles and just <laughs> you know meet every time y'all get together and meet you're laughing because you're like we're not gonna fill any of these roles like you need you want to fill these roles you need to yeah. fill these roles yeah. from a logical perspective from you know just a ethical <laughs> perspective, moral perspective, and then business-wise. So like you said, all good recruiters want to fill roles. Yeah. Trust me, if you're qualified, if, you know, if they feel like they can work with you, they're going to work with you, but, but you still have to, you know, put in some effort or energy, whether you're the newbie or whether you're the person with the 10 or 15 years. It's still the same human element the same basic communication principles that we would apply in person right agreed agreed mm -hmm. 
Yeah. And I love your point. I mean, the whole thing is look at the profile, leverage the profile. You know, I get those messages. Do you play CRAs? I'm like, you had to go to my profile to send me a message and you don't know if I play CRAs. You know, it's talk about a lazy approach. I mean, a lazy approach. And then to your point, when you said it makes you think about, okay, how is this person going to be on site? If you can't even put forth the effort to just take a quick look at a profile, how do we trust you to review pages and pages of of medical records and data and, you know, the protocols? So everything, if, if if you want your brand to be known as lazy, then okay. You know, maybe there is somebody else out there that wants to be known as lazy. (laughs) But just think about what your actions are saying and then take that message and say, okay, does what my actions are saying, does that reflect back to my brand and how I want to represent myself, how I want what I want to be known for? And if the answer is no, then do not send that message. Mm -hmm. Don't send the message. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Tyrone is who's the guy that I took that LinkedIn course from. He's he had this adage and I love it. And uh, and I don't know if I think he probably listens to some of my podcasts now, but I loved him. He talked about the pink suit approach. If you go into mm-hmm. a networking event, a live networking event and everybody's got, you know, regular business suits on or whatever. And you you see someone that's got a pink suit, then you're going to go to them and you're going to say something. Man, that pink suit is really cool. Right. I really love it. Where'd you get it or whatever? Mm-hmm. What, what he says is everyone has a pink suit. So you look at Jasmine and what is her pink suit? You look at Angela. What is her pink suit? What's Becky's mm-hmm. pink suit? That's what you want to call out when you approach somebody is Angela. I see that you just did this really great article on such and such. I've been trying to break into the industry for a really long time. Yeah. Blah, 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 blah. Be human, be real, but be authentic, but do your flipping homework. I mean, let's be yeah. real people because it doesn't matter that I'm on a virtual platform. You might as well be meeting me in the grocery store. It needs to be honest and human. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 100% I agree this is such a great conversation ladies thank you so so much for this I really hope everybody out there listening has been gobbling up all of these tips and tricks thank you so much (laughs) Angela and Jasmine for joining us today this has been such a pleasure Um, at CRE Resources we understand you have many options when it comes to selecting which clinical recruiting company to partner with not only do we take pride in working with the highest quality CRAs and site managers we only work with quality pharmas biotechs medical device companies and CROs who recognize the importance and value of a CRA's role so feel free to reach out at CREresources.com for more information about our firm and we really can't wait to work with you